At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Hey, it's Tim Benz of Breakfast with Benz at Trib Live and the Pittsburgh Steelers Football Network. Be sure to check out my podcast, the Pittsburgh CityCast, presented by Bet Rivers. We dive into the betting angles for all the Pittsburgh teams. If you're from Pittsburgh or a fan of any Pittsburgh sports teams and want to become a sharper better, this is the podcast for you. So subscribe, follow, and listen to the Pittsburgh CityCast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is the Pittsburgh City Cast with Tim Benz, presented by Bet Rivers. It is the Pittsburgh City Cast brought to you by Bet Rivers on a Friday morning with Mike Pursuta of the DVE Morning Show. And of course, from the Pittsburgh Steelers Radio Network, you can hear him in advance of Steelers versus Lions on Sunday. He'll be on 11 until 1. I'm on before that on DVE, 9 until 11. That's four hours of Mike and I trying to figure out ways where the Detroit Lions can upset the Pittsburgh Steelers. Uh, how hard is that going to be for us, Mike? I'm going to need more time than that. Uh, you know, they've been competitive in two and a half games. Uh, it's not a good team. Uh, the, the popular theory is the Lions play hard one week and then they have a tough week and then they bounce back and play hard. Maybe it's just the teams that are playing. Some teams take them seriously. And some teams don't. But the bottom line is the Lions lose every game. Their worst positions by far are cornerback and wide receiver. And this is a passing league. This just in. Uh, yeah, it took a couple of long field goals at the gun to get them to 0-8. But they're still 0-6 without those. Uh, yeah, they tried hard against the Rams. They still lost by nine. Uh, I, You know, unless the Steelers slip on two banana peels, Tim, 
Uh, I think they're looking at six and three. Now, whether it's looking like surviving the Bears six and three or maybe the get right game that they could really use right about now remains to be seen. But, uh, you know, if you've got uh, a strong constitution, you can look at that money line and say, ah, no problem. <laughs> yeah. How strong is your constitution about the eight and a half? I don't think it's going to be quite as strong as the money line, to be honest <laughs> with you. I, I could see this getting out of hand. I could see this being close. I look at it a lot like the Chicago game. I just don't see Pittsburgh losing it. The difference is looking at the Chicago game. I saw Justin Fields as a compelling component of that. I didn't know he was going to throw as well as he did. Uh, I figured he would do a lot of damage running. I think he's a great athlete, a guy who's really on the way up in this league. Uh, I don't see anybody on Detroit that uh, makes me go, wow, look at that guy. You didn't hear quarterback mobility from Mike Tomlin, did you? Or when you did, you only heard it about last week's game. You know, they got a, their, their best thing that the Lions have going for them is a tight end who catches a lot of short passes. I mean, oh, oh, TJ Hawkinson, what 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 will they think of next? I mean, come on. Yeah, it's he'll been great around here. <laughs> come to <laughs> Pittsburgh. He'll thrive when it comes to catching short passes, that's for sure. Well, here's where the line comes into play as far as analysis and why you might be scared off, even though it dropped from nine and a half to eight and a half. And maybe that was just people scared off by what they saw from the Steelers against Chicago and thinking, well, geez, if Chicago kept it close, well, then maybe, maybe Detroit can keep it close. Um, the Steelers are five and three in a four game win streak playing at home. The Lions are 0 and eight. So you would figure that the line would be wider. Well, here's why it's not. Detroit has only lost by a total of 72 points if you take out that Eagles game or 10.2 points per game. So therefore, a spread of eight and a half doesn't seem too far off. Uh, if you look at VSIN, their numbers, the Lions are four and four against the spread. The Steelers are three and five. If you look at the Steelers, Mike, uh, they have won their games by an average of five points per game. So eight and a half is a pretty tough cover by their standards, even if it is the Lions. It makes me more uncomfortable than minus three seventy-five. No question. Uh, sometimes you gotta have the courage of your convictions. You know, if you think Pittsburgh's going to win the game, and I think Pittsburgh's going to win the game, then do what you got to do to uh, turn that around in your favor. Get a little something back for that. I felt good about where we wound up on the conversation with the Bears last week. I said, take the Steelers' money line. Uh, I said, if you play it, play the Bears on the line to cover. Those two things happened. The over hit, which surprised me. Uh, maybe that goes back to your point, Mike, about what Justin Fields showed a little bit earlier than maybe what we expected. I'll tell you what, he threw the ball great. I hadn't seen that from him uh, since his days at the Ohio State University. It's not like he can't throw, but, you know, it's a much different game in the NFL and it wasn't happening fast enough for him. The Steelers basically dared him to throw the ball. Uh, they had Terrell Edmonds down in the box all night. Uh, you know, the vast majority of the time they had uh, Minka Fitzpatrick playing single high. They're usually a two deep team. And they said, go ahead, throw along. We're going we're gonna to play single coverage. We're not letting you guys dominate with the running game. We're not going to let Fields dominate with the running game. And lo and behold, he hit a couple passes in the second half. Blitz didn't get home on the uh, long, long throw down the sideline to Allen Robinson. And then Fields able to extricate the pocket which I expected him to do a couple of times uh, on that uh, tremendous flush left, turn his body and, and throw uh, right-handed guy running left and just dropping a dime in the end zone to Darnell Mooney. I, I'm real curious, Tim, to see where Justin Fields goes from here. 
Yeah, Mooney turned out to be as advertised, even though he was limited in the amount of touches. I think the Steelers emphasized whatever they could to take him away. He might be the latest guy that they've really thrown an onus at defensively to take away, and he still managed to catch a touchdown and run for one. I think part of the reason why the tight ends put up the numbers that they did last week, Mike, was because they were allowed to. You know, I think they took away other things. They, they focused on Montgomery. They focused on Mooney, and that's why Cole Komet and Jimmy Graham got loose. I don't think that portends to what we're going to see from Hawkinson this week because they seem to be very much fixated on him. Yeah, it, it doesn't. Uh, the Detroit offense doesn't strike me as one where you have to, you know, take something away and risk giving them something else. I think you can play these guys straight up and, and be just fine. Uh, the track record, so you know, Cleveland, you had to stop the Browns running game. Chicago, you had to stop not just the Browns running game, but a running quarterback as a big component of that running game. Uh, you can play Detroit by the numbers. They got nobody at receiver. Uh, the one running back, uh, Jamal Williams, is uh, has not practiced the last two days. I don't know what's going on there. He's got a thigh, but he's kind of their running running back. DeAndre Swift is their catching running back. But tight ends and running backs, I don't think, should beat you in the passing game. Uh, they can really complement an offense that's more balanced, but if that's what you're hanging your hat on, uh, I think it's going to be a tough uphill slog. Agreed. And when it comes to the Steelers running the ball, you know, that's something where they took a step back against Chicago. Uh, Mike Tomlin on a couple of occasions sounded like he was calling Canton to get Akeem Hicks's bust ready uh, with the way he performed. But I wonder how much that had to do with how good he is or how much the offensive line seemed to regress. You know, the, the, the step back is the word of the week, right? And, and I would agree with that. But two things stuck out to me. They still ran it, I think, 32 times. They had the balance that they've had throughout this winning streak. I think that is critical because you cannot overexpose Roethlisberger. you got to take into account his age, his lack of mobility, and you don't want him getting hit. You don't want him throwing too often. So even if it's not working, and this Detroit game should be made to order for that, you know, we've said this a couple of weeks in a row now, punting is not the worst thing in the world. Uh, don't turn the ball over. Don't put it on a tee for the other team. Uh, eventually score enough points. They were at least good in the red zone and in goal to go. That was the difference in the game. And that offensive line for all the crap it's taken this week, and it deserves to be taken crap, uh, gave Roethlisberger enough time to pump the ball down at the goal line until he found Fryermuth on the uh, first of his two touchdown receptions. That play took a long time, and Ben had uh, time to allow it to develop. So uh, not a horrible effort by the Steelers. To me, the Ray-Ray McLeod punt return fiasco mm -hmm. is, what, is what really turned that game on its ear. Uh, Pittsburgh was comfortable at that point, six and a half minutes left. I think they were up 10, uh, the Steelers were. Uh, they may have gone down and gotten another score, just killed some time. Uh, that, that would have been a much more comfortable game if not for Ray Ray. I don't think the Lions have anybody that looks like Hicks. And I, I know I asked specifically Mike Tomlin about that. He tried to prop up Nick Williams, you know, who meandered around here for a while as a backup. Um, Rockers isn't the same kind of player that Hicks is. Uh, he's just not as big. So they can, they should be able to get back to running the ball. This could be a big week for Harris if he's healthy. But at the time as we're recording this, Mike, on Thursday evening, he was limited in practice. I don't know how concerning that is. I'm not, you know, this being the quote unquote short week, I'm not really concerned about any of it right now. I don't, except uh, for Claypool. Um, 
Yeah, boy, how are they going to make up for those two catches for 17 oh, yeah. yards? Or um, I think he's been disappointing. I'd rather he play than not play, but uh, I don't see Claypool as a deal breaker. Well, now they're down to James Washington as a starter, a guy who thought he wasn't getting enough reps, so he wanted to trade earlier in the preseason. Uh, that was an area of strength. That was an area of depth. No more. Uh, Sparty's going to get some playing time, I think, right? Cody White, you would you would imagine? It's possible. Does Ebron almost take on a wide receiver role? Yeah, he kind of does anyway, doesn't he? I, that's, uh, what I, that's what I've been saying. Yeah, uh, and, and, you know, he's capable. I mean, he's not consistent, but he's capable. Uh, I'm still curious about uh, my guy, Anthony McFarland. They didn't give him a helmet last week. Uh, I'm wondering what that's going to look like if they can get back to all that stuff I saw in training camp where you had McFarland and Najee Harris in the game at the same time, and they were putting them both out on the wing, and they were doing all kind of different stuff with those guys matchup-wise. And really, uh, where does Fryermuth go from here? You know, I just got done saying – that uh, the Lions can't hang their hat on uh, Hawkinson and a pass-catching running back. But uh, I think Fryermuth is special. I think he can uh, be not done scoring touchdowns every week if they will focus on featuring him a little more. It was interesting talking to Matt Canada today. He kind of hemmed and hawed around a question. Oh, my God, that never happens. No, no. Uh, he never talks you know, around anything. Why wasn't Fryermuth being featured right away? And he had, you know, 19 explanations for that. But I think the significant development is Roethlisberger seems to trust him now. They're building chemistry. They're finding ways to get him the matchups that they should have been exploiting since week one. And I think he can be a big weapon for him. Your Lions, by the way, Mike, plus 75,000 to win the NFC North. You feel like throwing a few bucks down on them for that? I don't think I feel like throwing a few bucks down on them to win a game. I wonder what their over-under win total is. Let me see if I can find that. Uh, meanwhile, the over-under for the game is 43 right now. Just dropped from 43.5 to 43. I kind of like the under. How about you? It feels like under, although um, I could see this becoming a get-right game for the Steelers. Um, well, you can't, uh, not to go all Devin Bush on you, but you can't swing a dead cat over there on the south side without somebody saying, hey, the Lions are good. You can't sleep on the Lions. They might be 0-8, but they almost won some games and blah, blah, blah. Uh, you know, if the Steelers are believing all this stuff that they're spewing and they're preparing with a purpose and they come out and play with a vengeance, I could see this getting out of hand. Oh, Mike, here it is. Lions, for the rest of the season, number of games won in the regular season, over one and a half, <laughs> minus 150, <laughs> under one and a half, plus 120. So, wow, two is the magic number, it appears, for the Lions. What do you think, over or under there? Oh, I'm going under there. You're going under? You think they get one at most? At most. See, I think they win. I think It's they not a good team. One, maybe two. Now, the one uh, thing that Detroit can uh, get a little encouragement from is its offensive line's finally going to look a little bit more like it intended it to look at the start of the season. Taylor Decker is off of IR. He was supposed to be the left tackle. Uh, he hasn't played yet, so Penny Sewell, the draft pick out of Oregon, has been playing on the left side. He was supposed to play on the right side, so maybe that helps a little bit. But uh, Jared Goff is not a horrible quarterback. He's not a non-NFL caliber starter, but he is not good when things break down. He can't, he can't fix it when plays go off schedule, and uh, when things break down, he tends to turn it over, both with fumbles and interceptions. Steals pretty good pass rush team. Uh, I think it's going to be a long day for Detroit that way. The Steelers 
if they have Arthur Millette on the field, is that the greatest risk to the Lions keeping this game close? Boy, that looked bad at the end of the game. It did, but I think that was more a function of the, the scheme they were playing. You know, they didn't bring Arthur Millette here to run with wide receivers 50 yards down the field. He's supposed to be a physical slot corner who helps out in the run game and play some underneath stuff with a couple safeties behind him. And they were playing a lot of one-on-one -on -one coverage because they wanted to get, you know, instead of two safeties deep, uh, they were up. And even on that 39, was it 39 yards to Allen Robinson, the one down the sideline? Yeah, something like that, um, yeah. Mika Fitzpatrick was way up. It wasn't zero coverage, but he was a lot closer to the line of scrimmage than his normal center field position. I don't know if he got over there and helped on that kind of throw anyway, but uh, I think for Millette, it was uh, more a product of circumstances and maybe him being asked to do a little bit more than he's capable of doing. You know, um, I asked Keith Butler about that today, and uh, they blitzed five guys on that play. They didn't get there. Um, got to get there. And the, the touchdown – uh, was a product of Alex Highsmith rushing too far up the field and giving Fields that escape lane where he could go to his left and then make that throw. You know, he Millette had the initial coverage at the goal line, and then Fields starts running. You can't run away from him, I mean, because he's going to run it into the end yeah. zone. Kid made a perfect throw. Guy made a nice catch. It's one of those ones you kind of swallow hard and say, well, they got us a couple times, but we won the game. Right now, Steelers to make the playoffs, you're still getting plus money if you bet on the Steelers to make the playoffs. Pittsburgh to make the postseason plus 140. To miss, it's minus 177. Where are you leaning there? Nowhere, because I'm already in on over eight and a half. That's my playoffs. They get they get to nine wins. I don't care what happens after that. <laughs> That's I, your I Super Bowl. That's not even your wild card around. That's your Super Bowl. I don't know if nine is enough to get them to the playoffs, Tim, but it's enough for you and me to go down to the bar and have a pretty good night. Over eight and a half is at minus money. 124 under eight and a half is plus 100. So there's a little bit of a disconnect there, actually, Mike, in the numbers. More people think that they're going to go um, over the total, but more people also think they're going to miss the playoffs. So a lot of folks must be thinking then that 10 wins is what you're going to need to get to the postseason. What do you think? Is 10 wins going to be uh. the minimum? Uh, some, I, you know, the way that AFC is shaping up, it's going to be tiebreaker Palooza at the end of the year, right? I mean, there's there's so many teams so closely bunched, and uh, a lot of them are going to, you know, Steelers are going to play Kansas City, they're going to play Tennessee. Um, Steelers fans enjoy six and three after this win against the Lions. Enjoy it because you're looking at two more games against Lamar Jackson, a game against Patrick Mahomes, a game against Justin Herbert. Cousins and Tannehill ain't bad. Burrow and Baker, again, they've beaten you recently. Both of them have within the last calendar year. They haven't gotten very many good quarterbacks during this win streak, Mike, if any. And it gets a lot more difficult over these last eight weeks. Yeah, you know, when I was, when I was uh, concocting nine and eight in my head, one of the, one of the components of that uh, back in the preseason was that they would go three and three in a division. So – if they get to six by beating Detroit, and I fully expect that to happen, I'm going to count on two more in a division somewhere. I just I think it's a tough, tight division, great rivalry games. The teams all know each other very well, very competitive and combative. I love the AFC North. Split think, with the Ravens, then find one more between the Ohio teams. Yeah, that, that, I could see that happening. Now, where that gets you to eight, then you where beat does the number Vikings? nine come from? Do they beat the Vikings in Minnesota? Do they beat the on Chargers? A short week. In L.A., do you know, um, 
Kirk Can they Cousins. run on the Chargers? Can they run on the Chargers? Everybody else does, right? Yeah. I mean, that was Philadelphia. That was sick. I don't know how the Eagles lost that game last Sunday. Uh, they were running at will, the Eagles were. Uh, there's a couple that I had in the uh, up for grabs category at the start of the season. Now, um, Tennessee was another one of those games. I think without Derrick Henry, I think that one becomes much more winnable. I'm still not buying Tennessee without him, but it's certainly not a guarantee. And uh, I fully expect the Chiefs to get it in gear here any day now, but it hasn't happened yet, so stay tuned. When we come back, we'll look at the rest of the league. We'll also talk some college football. Might mix in a little hockey as well. Oh, and college basketball underway. Can't forget that. We'll talk about all that before we're done right here on the Pittsburgh CityCast, brought to you by Bet Rivers. Download the app today or get online to BetRivers.com. Bet Rivers Sportsbook wants you to be in control of your football bets. That's why players love the same game parlays at Bet Rivers. Same game parlays let you mix and match player props and game bets and gives a payout boost to the winning combinations you want to root for. Combine two bets or combine many. You pick your confidence level and then watch the game unfold. Bet on same game parlays at betrivers.com or download the Bet Rivers app. Presented by Rivers Casino Pittsburgh. Must be 21. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler. The VSIN midseason football special is here. Put the VSIN betting experts to work for you from now through February for only $99. Daily best bet emails, 24 7 video streaming, betting splits for every sport, point spread weekly, plus in depth data and analysis on vsin.com. Sign up today at vsin.com slash subscribe and get everything we have to offer for the rest of the football season for only $99. That's vsin.com slash subscribe. Back on the Pittsburgh CityCast, looking at the rest of the NFL right now. We just talked about Lions and Steelers. I'm like, Mike, obviously, money line with the Steelers. Uh, that's a safer play, believe it or not, with the money <laughs> what it is. It ain't uh, safe. Nothing safer. safer minus 370. I just said <laughs> yeah. safer yeah. Uh, because of the way we just gave you the numbers, gave you the, the history of the season. How Did you have that last week, the money line? Uh, yeah, I, I suggested the safest play was the money line on the Steelers, but I also said take the points with the Bears if you're going to play the spread. That's what I, I said. Went, I went money line, and the way that was unfolding at the end of the game, I was surprised. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Let's just say that. Uh, you know, I'm watching that. Are you kidding me, really? Are you <laughs> kidding me? But all's well that ends well with the money line. Do they have to find a different answer besides uh, Ray Ray at the return position? I'd like to see it. They, they seem convinced he's the guy. Um, wow. Can't do that. You just cannot do that there. And, you know, initially I thought, why are you even returning it? Just fair catch it. Mm-hmm. Take the ball. Play safe. Don't get a penalty. Run as much time as you can and go from there. He had 20 yards of room. They weren't even covering that damn punt. Um, so I see why he caught it and started running with it. But he's got to have it in his head. All right. If I pop a seam here, great. If not, I'm going down. No time to be fighting for an extra yard and a half. Mike, let's look at some of the lines for this week in the NFL. And um, we're recording before the Ravens-Dolphins game, so we can't really speak to that one. But let's start with the Browns and the Patriots, uh, the other game in the AFC North, which I deem to be one of the most interesting ones on the board. I know the Patriots are are your bogey team, so does that mean you're staying away from it? Do you like the Browns at two and a half, getting the two and a half? We don't know about Chubb yet. That's one big thing. Yeah, well, if you recall, I didn't stay away from them last week. I got uh, back in the – boogeyman chair 
uh, Patriots against Carolina, and that was a romp. New England's playing really well. Defense uh, is playing well. Last month or so. Um, it's a home game. Cleveland did a nice job in Cincinnati, but benefited a great deal from uh, Bengals meltdown mistakes. The Bengals finally bangled, uh, just in case we thought uh, they were maybe growing uh, out of that. Nope. Uh, they still, they're still the Bengals. Um, I don't know, man. That's a, it's a toss-up game, but New England minus two. I'm, I'm, I'm intrigued. Uh, even that game, New England lost to Dallas. I thought the Patriots played really well, and uh, they're on they're on a roll. Sometimes you find a team that's uh, on a roll and hot, and you got to ride it a little bit. That could be a real problem for the Steelers, or a real problem for the Browns. Like if they beat the Browns, or for Buffalo. If well, that's true too. Maybe if the Bills keep losing to teams like the friggin' Jacksonville Jaguars, they got the Jets. We'll talk about that later. But, um, yeah, I think that the wildcard team should be very leery of the second team coming out of the East but because it's probably going to be the Patriots. And if New England gets a head-to-head win against Cleveland, they ought to be very concerned about that, not only in a head-to-head scenario, but a potential three-way scenario as well. That could become problematic. Um, the other Potential games- three-way scenarios often are. Yes, yes, they are in a lot of different ways. Um, Seems like a good thing, but sometimes it's just (laughs) more trouble than it's worth. Um, The other game that, well, the other team that's involved in the AFC North, they're not playing. The Bengals are off. Where are they going, Mike? Are they just spiraling now or what? Have they fallen back like the Steelers offensive line took a step back? What do we think of the Bengals? You know, I wouldn't say spiral, but I still think they're, I thought at the start of the year they would be a better team, but it wouldn't necessarily show up in the record. I think they're going to win a few the rest of the way. I don't think they're just going to fall off the face of the earth, but uh, that was uh, disappointing for them last week. You know, they had that great performance in Baltimore, the great performance in Pittsburgh, and now they're home uh, at Paul Brown Stadium and another division rival, and they end up sending everybody running to the Escalosa early in the third quarter like they've done so many times before, Tim. The last thing in the world I'd ever want to say is I'm a believer in the Jags, but I think they can cover 10 and a half after last week against the Colts. Don't you? Not a big fan of the Colts. I still think the Jags stink. Uh, I am, I am running, not walking, running in the opposite direction of that game. Want no part of it, huh? I want, because then I got to watch it. Yeah. Well, of course I'll be at the Steeler game. So that's not a problem this week, but uh... by the way, before we get off of this, the Patriots game against the Browns, the, the line is 45. If the Patriots are going to win that game by two and a half, doesn't that line stay under? If the Patriots are going to win. Yeah. Like I'm saying, if you like the patch, you might like the under in that game too. Give yourself a little wiggle room. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Um, Titans and Saints. Everybody loves the Titans right now. They are the flavor du jour in the AFC. The Saints got by without Jameis. They're not going to get OBJ. He went to the Rams. We can talk about that a little bit later. Um, I don't know how that's going to work out, but Titans only giving two and a half against the Saints. I really like Tennessee in this one. Yeah, something looks fishy with that, doesn't it? Yeah, I don't know if they were <laughs> expecting OBJ to be on the field in New Orleans or what, but that looks a little too easy for me. Yeah, me too. I'm going to go down that road, but I mean, who's playing quarterback for New Orleans? Billy Kilmer? Yeah, he might be a better choice. <laughs> uh, you, remember, Cal- you remember him wearing that single bar? Before his Redskins days? 
Well, I remember him as a Redskin wearing the single bar. I don't remember him as a New Orleans Saints quarterback I, so much. I actually think I think he was a wide receiver for the Saints. And he ended up being a quarterback for the Redskins. I think you it was uh, a different time. <laughs> you wavering at all on your Cowboys, or are you all right with them uh, giving eight and a half to the Falcons? No, I'm not. Uh, I want to see him start playing well again. I, I, Atlanta is not a horrible team, but not one that I trust, if that makes any sense. Mm-hmm. And Dallas, uh, you know, since the DAC injury uh, really scuffled thereafter, uh, I, I think they'll get it together again, but I'm, I'm not betting on it uh, until it happens. The Bucks are nine and a half point favorites on the road against Washington. I feel like it's been forever since we've seen the Bucks, and I feel like it's been a while since we've seen the Bucks be the Bucks. Um, I'm not wild about th- them covering that many points on the road against Washington. They're not a great road cover team, that's for sure. Yeah, I think uh, I would go with the Washington football team in that one. The over-under, by the way, is 51 in that. I'm going to use my same theory that I used the Patriots. If you like the Washington football team at home, then I would like the under yeah. in that game as well. Buffalo, do they bounce back and cover 12 in New York against the Jets after that debacle last week? Um, I would probably jump on that if it wasn't a division game, but, uh, I think that's another one I'm going to let go. Uh, boy, these double digit spreads are, uh, well, they're confounding. all over the place. We already talked about the Jags Colts game. That's 10 and a half. Um, the Falcons game against the Cowboys, not quite to double digits, but it's eight and a half Tampa Bay's nine and a half. This one's 12 Panthers Arizona. and Cardinals. That's yeah. 10 and a half. So yeah, I mean, it's, they're all over the board. Yeah, I mean, I would feel better about Arizona regardless of who plays quarterback just because I think Carolina is a real mess right now. Is Kyler Murray in? Don't know. James Conner's in, baby. Yeah, what about him? How do you think that's come to pass so well? He stayed healthy. Good for him. He had a one monster season in Pittsburgh when he played the vast majority of the games, and the rest of the time he was in and he was out and he was in and he was out. and You know, maybe he found the right fit. Good for him. He's great in the red zone. Let's see how long he holds up if he's got to be the primary back and has to take all the carries. You know, like that, the fact that he had a split with Edmonds, if he ends up taking on more of a burden here with Edmonds banged up, then uh, that could be where we see the break in his success for the exact reasons you're talking about. Chargers hosting the Minnesota Vikings. The Steelers get them next after their game against the Lions. Chargers, three-and-a-half-point favorites. They're allowing a lot of teams to stay close. The Vikings stay close to a lot of teams. That's why this spread is what it is. But I like the Chargers to win. I like the Chargers on the money line in that one at 167. That is very inviting. I think that's a great call by you. Uh, Three-and-a-half can really bite you. Uh, 167 is not all that bad from uh, 110. Boy, here's a weird one. Seahawks and Green Bay. The Packers are three-and-a-half-point favorites at home. And Russell Wilson supposedly is back. Aaron Rodgers supposedly is going to play. I think this is when you stay, off the, yeah, you stay off the board on this one until like 4.24 yeah. p.m., don't you? You have your mind made up as to what you're going to do, and then as soon as you hear who's playing and who's not, then that's, that's exactly when you make your play, but not a minute before then. Not overly impressed with the Seahawks without Russell Wilson, but he is such a game changer. Uh, who knows what's going on with Aaron Rodgers? Um, just a game where he comes back in front of the cheese heads and uh, sticks it up everybody's mask. <laughs> yeah, maybe he does. Here's one with uh, two teams that are just a pain in the ass anytime they're on the board. Philadelphia and Denver. Eagles getting two and a half in the road. 
they did everything but beat the Chargers at home. Uh, I don't think Denver is a great team, but the Broncos have been uh, more resourceful, let's say, than I thought they would be this year. That's a tough place to play. Uh, El Paso. I'll pass on that too, but my God, what if the Broncos end up being five and four after the way they spiraled? Like I, I was ready for them to just get cow kicked by the Cowboys and pretty much yeah. forget about them. They'll be six and four with a victory there. If they get it against the Eagles, then you got the chiefs and Raiders, another one to watch for Steelers fans, the chiefs boy, for, for as much as they fail against the spread, they're two and a half point favorites at Vegas. I really like the over in this one. The over is at 51 and a half. Yeah. Um, I can see the Raiders putting up a lot of points. I I could see uh, Central Catholic High School putting up a lot of points if uh, it got to play against the Chiefs. Uh, I'm not buying that uh, they stopped uh, the Packers' backup. Jordan Love, Bryce Love, Jordan Love, Love stinks. Uh, I think that one could be a good uh, old-fashioned shootout, you know, back in the old uh, AFC days. And uh, I like uh, the environment, you know, the uh, dry, fast track and uh, lack of wind in in, uh, that Raiders' new monstrosity. Um, They've had an interesting season, but uh, they've been able to function more often than not. Uh, Kind of a toss-up game, but uh, 51.5 seems awful low. I'm going to go with the Rams over the 49ers, uh, minus four on Monday Night Football. I'll take the Rams. I'll give the points over-unders 49. Uh, I kind of like the over in that. I like the Rams uh, better than anything else on the board. I think the Niners stink, and uh, I like that the Rams got uh, slapped back to reality a little bit by Tennessee. So when you feel that good about the Monday night game, what do you do on Sunday then? Do you play big knowing that you're feeling like you're going to recoup if you have a few swings and misses on Monday night, or do you play small because you're going to invest everything on Monday night? I tend to be conservative and then uh, play swing, big. For, swing for the seats. Yeah. I like be a bad idea. I like that one a lot. Uh, I'll probably play Tennessee small, uh, probably uh, play the Steelers money line uh, just because I want to give myself uh, an aneurysm watching the game. And then, uh, you know, the Rams, I think, are the best team in football still. Uh, I don't know what happened to Matthew Stafford uh, for that little stretch against Tennessee where he just decided to start throwing them the ball. Mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah, I, the Rams against uh, Jimmy G, count me in. Why do they need OBJ? That's a great Rams. question. Maybe they need some controversy. I mean, like, are, are, exactly. Are things going too easy for him right now? Like is Maybe. Matthew Stafford having too easy of a time just picking to whoever he wants to throw to a bunch of guys that don't complain? And why does OBJ want to go there if target share was a big deal with his complaint in Cleveland? So he wants to go there and be, what, a third fiddle behind Robert Woods and Cooper Cup? That ain't going to go well. You wouldn't think, but, uh, you know, maybe uh, McVay's got uh, some kind of genius plan. Uh, I just think it's a real good team, real good defense. Uh, Particularly, again, Garoppolo shows me nothing. Less and less ever since the uh, Super Bowl. All right, when we come back, uh, we will look at the college game. We'll also kick around some hockey and college basketball, too. That's when we return to the Pittsburgh CityCast. Bet River Sportsbook wants you to be in control of your football bets. That's why players love the same game parlays at Bet Rivers. Same game parlays let you mix and match player props and game bets and gives a payout boost to the winning combinations you want to root for. Combine two bets or combine many. You pick your confidence level and then watch the game unfold. 
Bet on same game parlays at betrivers.com or download the Bet Rivers app. Presented by Rivers Casino Pittsburgh. Must be 21. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler. Unfortunately, I mean, I'd love to talk about this game. By the time this podcast posts on Friday morning, North Carolina and Pitt might still be going on with all the points expected going into that one, but we're not going to be able to recap it. So unfortunately, well, I take that back. Fortunately for Pitt fans, because if they do lose to North Carolina, I think uh, we would wallow in that, Mike. Yeah, I can't believe this is getting as much play as it's getting. My God, NFL scouts scouting a college game, particularly a standalone <laughs> college game on a Thursday night. What what will they think of next? In a Power 5 conference, no less. Of course, there's scouts there. There's scouts in every game. Well, it's Pitt, Mike. Maybe they're surprised that this many people care. It's going to pump up the attendance, that's for sure. (laughs) What do you like on the board this weekend? Couple. Um, Do you like Michigan State because they're pissed off that they found themselves behind Michigan in the polls? No, I don't think that's a consideration. But here's what I like about Michigan State in that game. Now, um, Maryland, uh, let's go back to last week. Maryland did not cover against Penn State, even though it was covering the entire game. And then it ended up throwing like a 90-yard pick six at the end. Uh, and that uh, nudged the Nittany Lions over, thankfully. But uh, here's uh, in Maryland's losses, Tim, um, in the Big Ten. 51-14 to 14 to Iowa. 66-17 to 17 at The Ohio State University. 34-16 to 16 at Minnesota and 31 to 14 to Penn State at home. Uh, I think Michigan State will be a little pissed off, not because of the playoff rankings, but because it lost to Purdue. I think Mm. the Spartans have been really explosive at home this year. Uh, A couple of those two things, when they score points at home, good things usually happen. And when Maryland loses, it usually loses by a lot in the Big Ten. So I'm going to play the trend there. Uh, Michigan State covers the 13 at home against Maryland. Uh, another couple that I've got my eye on, Georgia at Tennessee. Uh, let me see if I got the uh, numbers right here. Uh, last I looked, it was 20. And uh, Tennessee gave up 42 to Kentucky, 52 to Arkansas, 31 to Ole Miss. I know Georgia's not exactly Air Coriel, but that defense gives up very little. I think Georgia can uh, cover at Tennessee. Yeah, I think George is going to cover Tennessee as well. It is you, 20, by the way. You said that you weren't uh, – you don't think that Michigan State's all that honked off about being behind Michigan. How about you personally as an alum, as a fan? I think that sucks. I think a lot of things about those rankings sucks. Here's the way I'm looking at it as an alumni, a fan, and a guy who analyzes this crap somewhat professionally. Uh, Michigan State's playing Ohio State in a couple of weeks. If the Spartans can figure out a way to go into the shoe and win – if they can get to the Big Ten championship game and win that, they're going to be ahead of Michigan, and they're going to the playoffs. I don't really care what the president at Robert Morris University thinks of where they stand as we talk right now. <laughs> and he's on the committee, by the way. Yeah, I know. I know. Well, it's a good thing he's not on the college hockey committee. I think he'd be kicked off of that by now, don't you? He'd have to recuse himself. But, no, I mean, it's it's something for ESPN to talk about. It's another it's another TV show for the purpose of having a TV show. It's another thing to get Twitter inflamed. Um, you know, I, I was at the Michigan-Michigan State game a couple of weeks ago. I know I know who won that, Tim. I know uh, which team is the better team. What I'm really curious to see is if Alabama gets in as a two-loss team, which I suspect it might. 
And that would make it even more of a joke. There have been some uh, incredible inclusions over the years here. But if Alabama loses to Georgia in the SEC title game and has two losses, I believe there's never been a two-loss team, correct? I don't think that there has been, correct. I bet there's one this year if, uh, if that two-loss team is the Crimson Tide. Syracuse, uh, the cover machine that is the orange, Mike, plus we three got? and a half at Louisville. Give me the points. Give me the orange. Going for a sixth win. Bowl ready. This is where they thrive. Uh, they usually thrive on much bigger numbers to cover as opposed to three and a half. But Lamar Jackson, don't play for Louisville no more. So give me the orange <laughs> plus three and a half. Eight and one against the spread so far this season. You got to ride that, right? Louisville does nothing for me at four and five. Plus Syracuse coming off a bye. Uh, they got plenty of time to get ready for Louisville. I love Tucker, the running back. Give me the orange yet again. One other one that uh, I'm looking at, uh, Purdue has won me over. And no, I'm not going to take the 20 and a half at the shoe, but over 62 and a half, I'll take that. Uh, that way I think I'm covered if it's uh, a horse race, if it's a competitive back and forth game, you know, uh, I think you're good with the over there. And if Ohio State uh, decides to stop the crap out of Purdue because it can, then I think you're covered there. Purdue will score its share of points. I think Ohio State will score more but I like the 62 and a half better than the 20 and a half that you would have to give to back the Buckeyes. And then uh, one more for you. Uh, the uh, Notre Dame fighting Irish are playing at Virginia. And uh, I don't think uh, Virginia is uh, ready for Notre Dame. It's uh, I'm trying to find it here using that little box. This app is great, by the way. Yeah, it is. You can uh, dial things this, up real fast. Yeah. Five and a half, 64 yeah, and a half. Um, Irish are 210 on the money line. I think they can win this by a touchdown. Yeah, and Virginia can score. We were talking about over-under totals with Pitt earlier. Just wait for the Virginia game. One more football game for you since since you brought up Michigan. Uh, Wolverines are playing up in Happy Valley this this Saturday, and I'm going to treat myself to a can't-lose proposition in my warped head. Uh, Michigan's a a one-and-a-half-point favorite. Uh, the money line is minus 125. I think Penn State is really scuffling. We mentioned a little while ago, got a lucky cover against Maryland last week. Uh, I think Michigan's pretty good. Uh, I'm going to bet Michigan on the money line, and if Michigan wins, I win. And uh, if Penn State wins, I still win because Michigan <laughs> didn't. You going against Oklahoma, against Baylor, getting five and a half on the road? Don't have a feel. Don't have a feel for that one. What about Oregon? Laying 13 at home against Washington State. Intriguing, but uh, I, I'm, I've tried in college to sort of stick in my lane and, and play the teams I've been watching or reading about or studying to some degree. I just I like leaning to the teams that have so much to play for, especially this time of year, like Cincinnati. 23 yeah, and a half in South Florida. That, that one's just too big of a spread for me. For they're Cincinnati. not blowing anybody out. They no, they're been, not. They, they should have been doing that two, three weeks ago. Right, exactly. Um, what about college basketball? Are you doing any of that? Nothing yet. I watched a half of Michigan State and uh, Kansas the other night, but uh, too much going on right now. <laughs> I, uh, I would suggest betting against Pitt or betting for the Citadel, one or the other, after that opener. I'm not surprised Pitt didn't cover. I'm surprised Pitt was basically blown out of the water from the opening tip. Duquesne managed to cover. 
after a tight first half, da- doing what they always do, down at halftime, coming back. Du- Duquesne is a great second-half live bet. They always are. They're good coming out of the locker room. They have been for the three years I've been doing these games. They were once again in their opener first game that they've had students at the Cooper Event Center. They took out Ryder. They've got Hofstra. They don't have a number yet up on that one. It'll be up sometime later on on Friday. But um, they were impressive. They they actually look like they got a little bit more offense this year. I'll tell you one from that conference that I really like, Mike. I think St. Bonaventure is by far the best team in the A-10. They're only minus 130 to win the conference right now. I think there's really good value there. I think that's by far the best team in that conference. Jump on the Bonnies. Good to know. Uh, I like the Bonnies a lot. You got any hockey you want to touch on before we get out of here? No, but before we get out of here, since you brought up Duquesne basketball, I just got to give another uh, tip of the cap to your guy, Keith Dambrot, because uh, a couple, three years ago, this was pre-pandemic, but uh, I attended a game at the PPG Paints Arena, and I had the over uh, Penn State and Duquesne, and it wasn't looking very good until uh, a foul was called on Duquesne that Keith Dambrot didn't like. So he got a technical arguing about it, and then he got another technical arguing about it, and somebody uh, went to the line for We Are Penn State and drained six free throws in a yep, row, yep. and Penn, Penn State covered the five and the uh-huh. over hit, and uh, I went to Shales and enjoyed my <laughs> night. I remember interviewing Keith about that, all the press he got for that, and part of the press that he got from it was Scott Van Pelt on ESPN talking about the under being a bad beat for that exact reason. I think you were doing the game. You had a headset on, so you probably didn't hear me halfway up the uh, lower concourse <laughs> yelling, one, two, three, four. That was really fun watching it. That is, people wonder why you bet, you know. it's Sometimes it's not the, the money as much as it is the experience of watching it play out right. live in front of your very eyes. When the game uh, doesn't matter anymore in terms, of this, in terms of the score, but it matters so much to you. What a feeling. What um, a feeling. Hockey-wise, Penn's getting set to go on the road a bunch here. Yeah, I don't think they're very good. If you recall last week, uh, I was trumpeting the Flyers uh, in a game that uh, the result was going to be known by the time we got this posted, and uh, the Penguins actually won that one. And then I had them the other night in Chicago thinking that uh, the Penn's coming off a tough uh, come-from-ahead loss to the Minnesota Wild. They would bounce back, and Chicago's terrible, and that didn't work out. So uh, I'm going to let hockey – percolate a little bit yeah a lot going on as we just outlined we'll have plenty more next week i'll be back with matt williamson on sunday we'll have another podcast for you on saturday as we look ahead to the steelers and the lions and then uh, we'll figure out what the hell we're doing for thanksgiving i I don't know what we're doing for that but we'll figure it out somewhere down the road this is the pittsburgh city cast once again brought to you by bet rivers download the app today or go to betrivers.com at Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. 
Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.